I'm afraid I didn't like this when it first came out. It was, I think, the smiling dragon on the front, which has its hands curled on its little belly and a jewel between them. And I think it was the album before this one that was so heavy, had a big load of melody in it, but was tough and uncompromising and groovy at the same time. You know, it came out in 84, that 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 album, and I was... I had it in my Walkman. It wasn't a Walkman. It was something which was akin to a Walkman, but cheaper. And I walked around college listening to it constantly. That was Last in Line. This is Sacred Heart from Dio in 1985. There was another reason why I didn't like this album, and that was because I thought it was too soft. Actually, that's linked to the the album before it stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I must learn to link things. Steve, you must link things. Yes, I will do. So I thought there's a little bit too much keyboard work here from Claude Schnell. I had been to see them on the um, Last In Line tour. Very upsetting that the dragon, which was, was supposed to come through the sort of portcullis, if I remember rightly, below um, Vinny's um, drums had a dragon head or a, a sort of hydra thing and at, at one strategic point in the in the gig Ronnie James Dio was supposed to lop the heads off if I remember rightly I don't know because I didn't see it it was compounded I think or impounded not compounded my problem and my upset was compounded by it being impounded at customs so we did have the portcullis and I expected stuff and there was there were holes where the heads were supposed to come through and nothing happened. But it was a great gig. So I was really disappointed by this. But you know what? Listening back to it as part, and you knew this was coming, of the Deep Purple Touched series. Yes, that's correct. It's really rather good. I've revisited it several times since it came out. And you know, it does have one of my favourite rock songs of all time, which is, he's the king of rock and roll. Yes. It's a great piece of work. It's fast. It's got that almost, I mean, Brian James Dio has that almost, that sort of fast, fast um, vocal delivery that's almost a kind of sassy rap at some points. Which would, be, which would become more prevalent in glam metal, wouldn't it? I'm not saying he's a, I'm not saying he's a progenitor of that, but he's just a, uh, he's just a great metal singer and my favourite, and heavy rock singer and my and one of my favourites, but my favourite metal singer, and a great writer as well. That is a brilliant, fast, racing, tough track. I mean, there were other tracks here that I didn't like when they were first around, you know. Things like um, Sacred Heart, because you've got you've got that sudden burst of you know a, a, a synth which sounds very thin, but it's very of the of its time, you know. But the the actual um, chorus, Sacred Heart, and the and the riff, which is a real sort of it sounds like the chains are on that riff. It's got a real doomy feel to it. I mean, why I didn't like it? I think it's just because of that synth stab. To be honest, Hungry for Heaven's a bit has got that ding 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 ding. 
kind of synth going through it, but it does have a heavy riff in it. Rock and roll children, same, you know. I mean, rock and roll children is... What I didn't like was, just like just like somebody closed the door, bang. Didn't like that at the time. It's amazing what you don't like when you're younger, isn't it? And I was much younger then, and significantly older now. Yes. But um, that gives you the option to revisit. And when I'm considering music that's coming round again, there's quite a lot that sounds like this. Then you have tracks like, like The Beat of a Heart, which has got a really sort of sassy riff in it, or Another Lie, which is very tight rock. Yeah, Just Another Day has got a, a choppy little riff that really motors along. And Shoot Shoot has a... It, it kind of brings it all together because it's tough in the riffing. It sways and it's got a sort of um, almost a melodic rock chorus to it. It comes off the toughness completely to add some... to to kind of open the curtains and bring the light in. Thinking back and looking back, I just thought it was too soft. Looking at it now, it's a kind of opening up of where what they could do. They could do that tough stuff. And, you know, I wasn't aware of... You know, now I know Ronnie's work and so much of it and how one thing touches another and Elf. And I didn't know about Elf then. Now I do, and I love Elf very much, and all of that. But, um, and that kind of music touches this, and it was of its time in 85, and I was aware of that at the time, but I was sort of fighting against it. Now I can see it's beautifully constructed songs, and it was, I mean, it was made under some kind of, um, tension, because the, there is an alligator, well, allegedly, it was an issue that, it was an album that, um, Billy Campbell wasn't very, of course, guitarist extraordinaire, wasn't very, um, wasn't very linked to, shall we say. That's the, um, that's what's said, I don't know. Certainly was fired, it's thought, or maybe quit, I don't know, uh, in the, in the resultant tour, which I didn't go to see because I wasn't sure. I'd moved on from Dio then, but they came back to the heavy fold. This though, actually, despite that, that uh, artwork of the the dragon on the front, which I still can't get hold of, and it's still not good. Still can't. I'm still not happy with that. But the songs are tight, commercial. That's the thing. They're commercial and accessible. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It takes balls to do that. And Ronnie certainly had the chutzpah and the balls and the heart and the real talent to go where he wanted to go. He did that throughout his career, and this is just one example. So glad to be able to revisit this again and like it all the more. King of rock and roll, you know. If you've not listened to it in a while, go back there. This is one of the best songs, I believe, that Ronnie James Dio ever wrote. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.